Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Uh, you know, try to sound chipper, but you know, it, it was a distressing morning uh, based off the of news of uh, uh, Congressman John Lewis passing away uh, overnight. Uh, so woke up uh, at five uh, this morning trying to get ready for the show because I uh, got a lot to talk about and uh, the Simple fact of the matter is, is that there's uh, quite a bit of sports going on, so uh, tr- try to get everything uh, sorted in order. But uh, you know, for those of you who don't know uh, the work about John Lewis, I, you know, I strongly recommend that you take a look through uh, the eventual obituaries that are going to be coming out in full force, uh, detailing his involvement in civil rights uh, over the years, and just the amount of work that he did in Congress and how well respected he is. Uh, you know, uh, the fact that the Voting Rights Act was stricken down by, well, not stricken down, I should say, but basically neutered by the Supreme Court in 2013, citing that racism in large part was no longer an issue, remains uh, a, a stain on the tireless work that he did. But, you know, I would like to believe that folks would recognize uh in light of his death, uh, that his uh, greatest accomplishment would be uh, acknowledged uh, and re-examined further. But, uh, you know, enough. Uh, I'm not going to go into uh, significant on the political side, but I am going to talk a little bit more, because I alluded to it before, about uh, the fact, the need of wearing masks. And I'm, I'm going to keep saying it again, uh, because... You know, so you, uh, you know, I, I see the messages and talking about political agenda. You know, bottom line, in order to get sports back, people have to start wearing masks. It's that simple. It's it's not rocket science. This is just controlling the spread and limiting as much as possible so that y- you can actually start going into the areas where there are outbreaks and start uh, corralling it. And that way you can actually preserve bubbles where you can play sports and conduct businesses that rely upon specific individuals being able to perform, uh, you know, from most occupations, you could do a work from home environment in, in certain parts, uh, uh, of it being white collar, you know, obviously me being a talking head, uh, is, uh, is as white collar as it gets, but you know, 
from a standpoint of actually doing professional sports, you need to be wearing masks. And this is this is just as basic as it gets because as long as there are outbreaks occurring in major areas, this is why I worry about the NBA bubble as well thought out as the NBA bubble is. You know, all it takes is one person to get inside that bubble that shouldn't be in there, which shouldn't happen. But guess what? Stranger things have happened at this stage. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's to not make uh, general assumptions about people's behavior. There are ways that this can go sideways. So I'm just saying, for the sake, if you truly care about sports, uh, as some of you claim to care about it, you guys need to be on board with this. We've passed the tipping point of going back and forth on conversations on this matter. All right. And before I get into the discussion on baseball and where the fantasy rankings are, uh, I will address the Deshaun Jackson nonsense that transpired and just the drivel that he talked about, uh, you know, you know, the spiel of anti-Semitism is just, it's disgusting, but it's sad in a as well, because it reflects the lack of education and knowledge. And I keep stating this, it's a failure of education as a whole, why these ridiculous conspiracy theories get bandied about unchecked, you know, no rational thought whatsoever behind them. And, and you and you get, you know, these fantastical stories that lead to these conspiracy theories of, uh, I mean, you go up and down the line, the, the pizza gate, the Wayfair nonsense, uh, people talking, uh, still talking about the Rothschild family. You know, it's so idiotic and wrong. It's just wrong, folks. So, again, I, I'll, I'll get to it because some of you brought it up before uh, you know saying why am i not talking about it so i'll talk about it not that i want to really it's get we're getting off point but it's just it's so ridiculous that we're still in this day and age and folks still have not educated themselves but again it's it's more a reflection of society as a whole so again it's wrong it's completely wrong but you know i can't say that i'm surprised because again the ignorance that I've seen displayed time and time again uh, just reflects all the things that are going on. So uh, I'll talk about that uh, a bit later with my dad because we also got to talk about the Nick Cannon nonsense uh, that came out too because it's it's all part of the same conversation. It, re- it really is. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll keep uh, keep things moving along for now. We'll get to that uh, portion later. But the main topic. Uh, to talk about today uh, is baseball and the return of baseball because it's coming back uh, this upcoming week. Uh, you know, uh, baseball is coming back, you know, and I still have no idea how things are going to pan out because baseball's back on Thursday, July 23rd with a, du- a double header. You got the uh, Yankees uh, playing the Nationals and then you got uh, 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 Giants and Dodgers. Uh, you know, again, what is baseball going to look like with a 60-game schedule and a couple of rule changes that are going to be of a huge impact for fantasy purposes? So let's get right down to it, and uh, I'll, I'll talk about uh, what's changed 
and what's coming up uh, for baseball right now. Except I'm going to do a quick plug for uh, the advertisers coming up uh, right after the break. All right, now that we're back, let's talk about the new rules that are going to be impacting baseball. So right off the bat, unfortunately for the lovers of the National League, we are going to be without the nine-hole hitter. Pitchers will not be batting this year. There will be a universal DH. Uh, while the AL has played with the DH since the early 70s, the National League had always uh, uh, kept to the old way of going about things with uh, pitchers batting uh, as well with uh, the lineup hitters, it, usually in the nine hole because pitchers can't hit uh, by and large. But uh, so uh, the rationale being that both leagues will use the DH to avoid overtaxing pitchers, but realistically, the union uh, has been angling to get uh, Universal DH implemented for years. I would suspect this is a trial run for the upcoming CBA where uh, Universal DH will be in uh, uh, the mandatory request across the board for baseball in general. So that's one of the uh, stark differences you're going to see this year. You're also going to see uh, a limiting on positional uh, players uh, not pitching. So uh, it basically uh, the rule change uh, in the offseason uh, required teams to designate uh, someone uh, that would be uh, going to pitch uh, as like a two-way player in case they ran out of positional players. Uh, but uh, essentially this uh, got tossed out uh, in the 2020 season. And the reason why they toss it out is because they don't expect that many extra inning games because, and this is going to be one that's going to rankle a number of people, in extra inning games, uh, a runner is going to start on second base. Yes, to start uh, uh, extra innings, a runner is going to start on second base for each half inning uh, past the ninth inning. Uh, you know, it, it's... a uh, it's a measure that's being done to kind of curtail games from being extended in extra innings. If that runner happens to score, uh, the pitcher who's on the mound at that time will not be charged with an earned run again, th thus just turning this into kind of a gimmicky type rule. I don't think uh, fans are going to respond well uh, to this one at all. You know, by and large, over the past uh, decade, uh, less than 10% of games have actually gone to extra innings. Uh, so, again, I, I don't necessarily see this as uh, uh, something that's going to happen all too often, uh, especially with a reduced 60-game schedule. So this seems to be more of a trial run, similar to the Universal DH, uh, about uh, fundamentally changing rules on baseball. Another rule that is going to end up causing uh, ca causing uh, some confusion and probably costing a team a game is the unsportsmanlike conduct rule. So, uh, in order to maintain social distancing, uh, all players and managers are expected to keep uh, physical distance away from umpires and opposing players 
as much as possible. So players uh, or managers who leave their position to argue with umpires or come within six feet of an uh, of an, an umpire or opposing player uh, to engage in any type of conversation or altercation will be subject to immediate ejection and subject to fines. Now, also, uh, the uh, context of uh, unsportsmanlike conduct uh, can be used against the advanced runners. Uh, so again, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how players adjust to this because there could be a case where a player just has a mental uh, lapse and just forgets the rule just to chat with someone. How they may be punished. Uh, I suspect that this may end up uh, factoring into certain games uh, during the year in not t- ten plays, but you know most uh, folks should be able to adhere to this. But I do see instances where someone could just have a mental lapse and just kind of forget uh, forget the usual protocols. Uh, you know, especially on a borderline strike call. I can see someone. I can see a Joey Votto uh, getting into it with an umpire and immediately getting ejected for unsportsmanlike conduct. It, it, it can very well happen. And one other rule that again just seems to be on the more ridiculous side, but. Again, given the social hygiene and context to everything, the wet rag rule. Uh, so pitchers are allowed to carry a small wet rag uh, in their back pocket for moisture in lieu of licking their fingers. Uh, again, because of uh, of health concerns, uh, you know the usual process of picture uh, pitchers want to get a little bit of moisture on their fingers uh, just for better grip on the ball. Uh, no licking or any foreign substance. They got to. Uh, Clearly wipe their hands on the wet rag. Again, I I see this going the same way as the unsportsmanlike conduct rule. I can see this uh, uh, ending up in a situation where some someone's going to have a lapse. It's it's gonna it's gonna get misconstrued, and then there are going to be problems. It you know there's only a matter of time before something uh, can. escalate it and, and kind of spiral but you know those are the rules at the moment so with that being said with a 60 game schedule how do the rankings play out uh obviously uh, you had uh, your favorites in uh, the yankees the dodgers astros the twins should be up there uh mainly because their division is terrible but with a 60-game schedule, no one's going to run away with it. You know, from all projection models, no one is projected to have more than 37 uh, wins. And even then, uh, the Dodgers uh, projected 37 wins. I think it's too high. I think the Dodgers are a lot closer to the NLS than people are giving them credit for. I think the Dodgers uh, do have uh, their hands full. Uh, the NL East is going to be a toss-up uh, between Washington, uh, Atlanta, and the Mets. Uh, as well as the Phillies, I think all four of those teams are capable of winning 34 games, which would win the division, in, in my opinion. It's going to be that tight between matchups against the AL East from an interleague standpoint, because the AL East and the NL East play each other for interleague matchups, and then uh, between the divisional matchups themselves, some of these teams are going to be very tight. So, you know, again, NL East should be a coin flip uh, within a game or two. NL Central, uh, weaker division overall in terms of the teams, but 
again, similar story. You got a number of question marks on those teams uh, uh, that are involved. Now, uh, one thing that people would have forgotten with everything going on in the pandemic, we've got 10 new managers in, in Major League Baseball because of everything that's gone on. With the Astros scandal, the Red Sox, uh, you know, a lot of managers uh, going, a lot of managers, uh, new faces uh, uh, coming in, but old faces in different places as well. So you've got Dusty Baker now managing the Astros. Uh, you have Joe Girardi uh, managing the Phillies. You got Joe Madden managing the Angels of the big name uh, managers that, uh, that are well well established. Then you have other uh, managers getting a chance. So former Phillies manager Gabe Kapler is now managing the Giants. Former Brewers manager Ron Renneke is managing the Red Sox. Uh, former St. Louis Cardinals manager Mike Matheny is now managing the Royals. And then you have the first-time managers. Uh, led by David Ross, who's now managing the Cubs. Luis Rojas ended up being the winner of the Mets sweepstakes of we're not going to sell the team and we're not going to actually hire Joe Girardi, even though all of our fans wanted Joe Girardi. So here's Luis Rojas. And uh, you also have uh, Jace Tingler managing the Padres uh, and uh, uh, Derek Shelton, uh, manager of the Pirates. So. Interesting uh, dynamic. You got uh, over a third of the managers have uh, turned over uh, this year. Uh, and with a shortened season, not a whole lot of time to get incl- uh, acclimated uh, uh, for teams to, to get off to a slow start. A slow start probably is going to cost you the playoffs uh, because any losing streak of uh, uh, three or more games is pretty much a death now for many of these teams. You, you got to try to stay above 500 every week. And then, obviously went out uh, more weeks over the course of the season because of how short it, it's going to be because you're playing 60 games in 66 days. I don't think MLB is going to be able to pull it off uh, given weather, given COVID. It, you know, there are a lot of factors that can go into derailing this. I'm, I'm not confident in this actually working out, but even from a feasibility standpoint, it is going to be an interesting test case. Uh, to see how teams are going to manage their rosters and also all the other distractions that are going to come involved with trying to play a game every other uh, every day or every other day uh, for the next uh, two and a half months. But without further ado, let's get into my updated uh, player rankings for a strike shortened, uh, well, not a strike so- a shortened season, but a COVID shortened season uh, uh, because, uh, you know, with 60 games, we got to reevaluate certain things about how we're going to go about the process. All right. So from the top, the well, we'll just keep going through the number of players before I get too tired of uh, talking about it. But the COVID shortened baseball season rankings goes as follows. Number one, Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr., Atlanta Braves. Here's the bottom line. I know some folks are going to be putting Yelich at the top. My whole issue with Yelich, yes, he's in the top three. My uh, my uh, trepidation with Yelich is he did shatter his kneecap uh, last time we saw uh, Christian Yelich. I still got to see it for myself to see a full recovery and being able to take swings and go the other way the way he normally does. I, I, I don't 
necessarily think it's a great idea taking Yelich overall number one, but to say that you're going to fade him completely is uh, ridiculous in my opinion. So some folks are going to take him. I'm just not, uh, but he is in my top three. But Acuna, you know, if this is a normal season, he'd have 40-40 potential. Now with this shortened season, if we get 15-15, 15 homers, uh, 15 stolen bases, bunch of ribbies, near 300 uh, average, that's the overall number one pick to me at this stage. Number two, Cody Bellinger. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Here's the thing. Again, shortened season. Uh, with 60 games, you're only going to get about 200 at-bats, so you need guys that can get home runs in the teens. Belger can do that. Uh, you know, he can get you 40 ribbies, uh, near 300 batting average. So, again, uh, pretty clear choice in the top three. Uh, and number three, Christian Yelich. Again, while I do have some concerns about the speed, so I don't necessarily see him being uh, stealing bases at the same clip he used to. Uh, you know, if he hits for power, he's going to be uh, at the top. I, I expect the batting average to be there. Uh, but if the power translates uh, as it did last year, uh, it easily could be the number one pick overall. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Number four. I know folks don't have him up this high, but I do. Uh, Trevor Story, a shortstop, uh, Colorado Rockies. And I'm going to put Arenado uh, right behind him at five, too. Uh, here's the deal uh, with the Rockies. I want uh, I want the Rockies hitters, mainly because with a shortened season, I'd rather take the park advantage at Coors versus everywhere else. You're going to have fewer road trips. And uh, with that being said, you're, uh, the concentration of the slumps that you normally get with Rockies hitters on the road for an extended period of time isn't going to happen. So in a condensed season, I'd rather take the added uh, offensive boost uh, for Colorado uh, in most formats. So uh, it's going to be condensed, so it's going to magnify the park advantage at course. Uh, You know, that's just the way I I look at it. So number four, Trevor Story. Number five, Nolan Arenado. Uh, Both guys I expect to be in the mid-teens for uh, for home runs, and the ribbies uh, should be following along with it. The, the difference here being uh, uh, with uh, Story and Arenado is the fact that uh, Story, I'm going to get a couple more uh, stolen bases, and he hits a little bit higher in the order, so he's going to have uh, more runs scored. But uh, Arenado, I expect to be near 50 RBIs. So I, I think Arenado could easily, uh, you know, given how agitated he is about getting a new deal or getting traded from the Rockies in general, I think he's going to put up monster numbers in what essentially amounts to a walk year uh, with the Rockies. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Number six, Mookie Betts. Here's the thing about Mookie Betts. He was on the verge of a $400 million deal after this season, uh, win, lose, or draw, uh, after uh, getting traded to the Dodgers. Now with COVID, what happens with Mookie Betts? Because, you know, at one point, we, uh, the Dodgers were essentially, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, you know what uh, about uh, Mookie Betts? Uh, you know, it's a case where the Dodgers do get Mookie Betts uh, playing in an actual Dodgers uniform after trading for him in the offseason. But, you know, I think that Mookie Betts is going to put up uh, numbers for the Dodgers. 
And I think he's actually going to resign with the Dodgers, uh, to be perfectly honest, because the market for Mookie Betts is going to be drastically different than uh, what it was supposed to be. Uh, you know, there were supposed to be multiple seeders in place for Mookie Betts. Right now, with uh, the COVID environment, Mookie is kind of at, uh, at the whim. So I think Mookie's going to put up uh, a good numbers here. Uh, the only difference between Mookie overtaking story is if Mookie gets the double-digit steals. And Mookie gets the double-digit steals, uh, he probably passes uh, Yelich in terms of the rankings. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Number seven, Francisco Lindor. Uh, you know, can't, 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 uh, I, I don't even know what to do uh, in terms of what, uh, what, what is going on with Lindor and the Indians. Uh, uh, they, the Indians seem to be fixed on moving uh, Francisco Lindor. I don't understand why. The Indians are so dead set on imploding their entire roster, but uh, that seems to be the direction they're leaning towards. Uh, they can't trade Lindor, obviously, in this shortened season. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's bizarre. I, you know, again, I still have to put Lindor up there because he's auditioning for someone. It's not going to be the Indians, but he's auditioning. Uh, so I expect a, a good numbers to come out of this. Uh, number eight, Trey Turner. Uh, basically, uh, with Trey, it, you know, it comes down to the steals. Uh, in this shortened season, uh, there's only a handful of guys that could possibly get to 20 steals in 200 at-bats, and Trey Turner is one of those guys. Uh, the only difference between Trey Turner and the other guys that could get to 20 steals is that Trey Turner could also have the potential of hitting for 300, which makes a difference here. So uh, I'm going to take the uh, take uh, Trey Turner... Uh, in the first round, if I'm in the back end of some drafts, that way I get my speed, and then I can get the power in other in other areas. But uh, uh, look at Trey Turner here at, at eight, number nine. Uh, his teammate Juan Soto uh, again, power get me forty ribbies uh, somewhere going to be somewhere uh, close to the mid teens. Uh, again, with so few at bats, you just have to try to get the power where you can. And I know some of you are wondering, why haven't I said Mike Trout's name yet? Here's the reason. The reason why Mike Trout's not in the top 10, because Mike Trout's expecting a baby on the way, and he's going to be leaving uh, baseball for at least a week. And because of leaving uh, baseball, he's going to have to uh, reacclimate, uh, wait out for the, uh, exp- uh, uh, a period of time to be retested, to get a couple of negative tests, and then be able to rejoin the team. So essentially, you're looking at almost two missed weeks in an already shortened season. You're playing 60 games in 66 days. So with that shortened season, you know, essentially, you're going to be missing out on Mike Trout uh, for a quarter of the season without even risk of injury uh, beforehand. So I I just think that it's too much time. So I'm not going to put Mike Trout in the top 10. Some people would. I'm not. Uh, so that's just the way it stands with Mike Trout. I'll get to him later on, though. So if Trout's not in the top 10. Who is in the top 10? A name that most people would not even say, but I will say it, it is Jose Ramirez. Now, Jose Ramirez killed all of us last year. But again, you're drafting based off of guys who can do certain things 
in certain categories, and uh, Ramirez checks a number of categories. Is the batting average going to be anywhere close to 280? Probably not. Uh, now we understand that uh, his batting average is probably a 260 batting average to 270. But is he going to swipe bags? Yes. Is he going to hit home runs? Yes. Are the Indians a complete dumpster fire and everyone's going to be gunning for their stats because management's trying to move all of them? Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Jose Ramirez uh, in the top 10. Uh, in this condensed season, you know they're they're going to be trying to sw- swing uh, 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 swing for stats and and uh, steal bases when they can. So I, I'm I'm going to take uh, Jose Ramirez as, a, as a, to round out the top ten. Uh, moving on, uh, number eleven, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, here's the thing, you know, you need guys that are going to fill out certain categories. Uh, Tatis, uh, similar comp. To Jose Ramirez, uh, uh, again, with the batting average going to be uh, uh, the difference here between uh, what the splits are going to be uh, versus uh, uh, lefties and righties. So, you know, you the batting average probably isn't going to be there, but you're going to get some steals. You're going to get some balance uh, in other uh, categories from an RBIs and run scoring standpoint. So that's why, uh, you know, I got Tatis Jr. up here. Uh, next up, uh, it's, uh, it's a toss up. You can go with uh, Rendon or Pete Alonzo, same argument for both. Uh, because I don't think Pete Alonzo can repeat the same home run, uh, turnout, uh, that he had. Uh, so it depends on whether you want the batting average or the power you're going to get, you're still going to get the power from Alonzo. Uh, I, you know, some people are projecting for 20 home runs in, in limited at bats. I think that's crazy. I, I think, you know, 15 is probably a more reasonable expectation, but the batting average isn't going to be there, which is why he's not going to be near the top of the rankings. Uh, but that's where I see it. Rendon, uh, probably you're going to be closer to 11 or 12 uh, bombs, but uh, I would expect Rendon uh, uh, batting uh, in the Angels lineup uh, uh, basically getting uh, cuz you you can't necessarily ignore Trout uh and just uh, pitch around the lineup you're going to have Rendon right behind him uh giving him protection Rendon's going to see some fastballs so that is just going to open up holes uh, in the infield with uh, Trout on base so uh, I think uh, Rendon is going to be a ribby machine so uh between the batting average and the ribbies uh, I I absolutely love Rendon this year which is why he's ranked higher than Alex Bregman. Here's the thing uh, with Bregman. Yeah, he's talented. He's going to put up numbers. But here's the other problem. In a shortened season, people are still going to be throwing at the Astros. Don't think that the sign-stealing scandal is going to stop teams from throwing at the Astros. It's going to happen. He's going to get hit. He might get hurt. If he gets hurt, you're talking about losing chunks of the season. You know, Dust, uh, Dusty Bakers and MLB baseball can proclaim as much as possible to protect Astros hitters as they want. They are going to get hit. It's just it's just a matter of when it happens. Because once teams start realizing that they're falling out of it and they're not going to be competing, they're going to go after the Astros hitters. It's just a matter of matter of time uh, before it, uh, it happens. And so it's not a matter of if, it's when. All right, next up. We actually have a pitcher, finally. Uh, we got Garrett Cole uh, for the Yankees, the $300 million man. 
you know, outside of a few pitchers, I'm I'm actually going to be down on pitchers as a whole, just because with the reduced season and the lack of prep work to uh, properly gear up for the season, I need guys that I know can strike people out with just natural arm talent. Cole's young enough that you know I, I think he should be fine, uh, and obviously he won't have to hear the boo birds in Yankee Stadium, so. Uh, it should be as smooth a transition as humanly possible uh, being on the New York Yankees this year for Garrett Cole. Next up, Rafael Devers of the Red Sox. Here's the thing. Good batting average. Only question is how much power he's going to hit for bombs because the rippy opportunities are going to be there for Devers. Uh, I expect him to have a very good year. Uh, so, Definitely would have him above uh, guys that I keep seeing being mentioned here uh, in Javi Baez. Uh, you know, uh, you know, even as much as I love Glaber, uh, Deaver should be above Glaber. Uh, the Yankees have almost too many hitters. Uh, I, not to jinx the Yankees, but the Yan- Yankees are so loaded right now uh, that it, it 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 does play a role. It does play a role, and with less Mookie. The uh, Devers uh, should have more opportunities at driving uh, uh, folks in in the in the primo spot, high, a little bit higher up in the batting order. Next up, Matt Olson, now fully healthy. He's got because uh, he had the broken hamate bone uh, in his hand. Uh, you know, you're actually talking about a first baseman uh, that no one really talks about all that often. Uh, you know. This would normally be the Freddie Freeman role, but because Freddie Freeman actually tested positive for COVID, we're not entirely sure. Uh, they say he might be back. Uh, uh, as a, uh, So right now it's Saturday morning. They say he might actually be back uh, soon. Uh, like the, the reports are still a little bit iffy on Freeman when he's coming back and uh, uh, passing the protocol. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But even then, I still think that Olsen's really good uh, uh, you know, from a hitting perspective. So, uh, you know, I, I've got Olsen slightly ahead of Freeman, but, uh, you know, we'll see uh, We'll see if people knock Freeman down because of uh, the, the positive COVID test. But uh, uh, right now I got Olsen and then I got uh, Freeman not too far behind. So, but right in between those two, uh, I got Alberto Mondesi. Here's the thing. He's one of the guys who can steal 20 bags this year. Not too many guys can do it. Uh, you know, again, uh, Turner's one of them. Mondesi's another. The only thing with Mondesi is that you're not going to necessarily get as much uh, in the batting average department, and the Royals don't score uh, or drive. I shouldn't say score, but uh, drive in enough runs to make Mondesi uh, as high a priority. But uh, for speed, yeah, Mondesi should be. Uh, somewhere uh, to be considered this high. He's not going to get drafted this high. So again, when I'm saying these rankings, these are where you should be looking at guys in your overall big board. You compare the rankings to the average draft spots in whatever league you're drafting in, and that should give you an idea of where uh, some of these guys should be uh, slotted in at. Uh, As I said, Freddie Freeman uh, was up next. So don't need to talk about it again. But uh, Javi Baez, you know, Javi, it, 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 it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you're in the top, uh, 
you're you're pretty you're uh, you're basically rounding out the top twenty with Javi, and uh, you know the the Cubs. You know I, I don't understand what the Cubs are doing. The Cubs, <laughs> the Cubs basically have decided that they're becoming a small market franchise again, uh, and not spending any money. Uh, I don't know if Javi Baez is going to get a big money deal, so we're going to see. Uh, well, we're 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 gonna see what Baez does because again, uh, they 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 were playing around with Chris Bryant's money. Uh, you know, Rizzo got it. I, I'm very curious uh, because uh, they got a former teammate now. Their manager and David Ross. I'm very curious to see what the Cubs do this year because uh, they definitely underachieved the last couple of years with Madden, and I, I don't know if it was just this, uh, the World Series hangover effect. They just couldn't get over the hump, but uh, for whatever reason, they could not get. Uh, uh, they, they just could not get over themselves and and get over that hump. So uh, to move forward, but uh, you know, bias is going to put up numbers. Only question is, how many bags is he going to steal? Uh, I don't think he gets to double digits, which is why uh, he's not higher up in this list. Next up, JD Martinez, or as I call him, J Diesel. Uh, always good for ribbies, uh, you know, getting up there in age, but uh, the power is still going to be there. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be in the high teen, so that's why he's a little bit further down on the list. Uh, the other question is, where is he going to be uh, ranked in your leagues? Because uh, in some leagues, he may be listed as strictly as a DH and not have any other infield eligibility positions. If he doesn't have any uh, outfield uh, eligibility or qualify for first base because he did play some first base uh then you knock him further down because uh, again just tying up a utility spot for one guy the entire year is not a long-term strategy in my opinion uh that's just my personal belief next up uh we're going to talk about xander uh bogertz you know xander Again, uh, uh, I like uh, Boston. Even without Mookie Betts, you're still in a great hitter's ballpark. And again, similar to what I said about uh, Colorado, it's with a condensed ballpark, you're going, uh, a condensed schedule, you're going to have those uh, hitter-friendly ballparks play a bigger role in guys getting hot. And because in the condensed season, the sample size just magnifies even larger uh with those uh, variable trends. So I, I actually like uh, uh, Boston quite a bit uh, from a hitting a- aspect. If Charlie Blackman didn't uh, test positive for COVID and it wasn't slowing down in general, I'd be higher on uh, Charlie uh, Blackman in, in terms of my rankings this year. But like I said, I like Rocky sitters and I like uh, uh, the Sox sitters. And yes, I do like Yankee sitters as well. So we're going to talk about Glaber. But the difference here is that the Yankees have so many hitters right now. Uh, and it's the same problem with the Astros. But uh, Glaber Torres is next. Uh, love Glaber. He's going to put up numbers. Uh, basically, the question is, if Glaber can hit close to 300, he's going to be, uh, should be ranked way higher uh, than where I have him. I think he's probably going to be closer to a 275 hitter uh, this year with this small sample size. Next up, Jose Altuve. Uh you know, cheater galore, but he's not stealing bags anymore. Uh, bottom line, uh, if Jose Altuve was even going to be close to stealing 10, uh, uh, 10 bases in this shortened season, oh, he's easily a top 10 player. 
but he's not. Uh, he's been slowing down year over year. Uh, he went from, over the last three years, he went from 32 stolen bases to 17 to 6 last year. I have no idea where he's going to end up at. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I, I think two or three might be, like, Jose Altuve just has not been running. So I don't know. And I don't see Dusty Baker necessarily giving him the green light. So it is what it is. Uh, George Springer. Uh, here's the thing with Springer. I actually uh, would rank him higher, but there are so many other guys that are going to be able to get a little bit more stolen base potential. That's why uh, Springer uh, gets knocked down of Tad. Uh, but uh, I, I do have Springer in place. Now, uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple of pitchers because I know I haven't talked about pitchers all that much. But uh, the, in order of where I would select the remainder of the top-tier pitchers, uh, let's go with DeGrom, Jack Flaherty, Shane Bieber of the uh, of the Indians. I know that's a name that folks aren't too familiar with. You got Scherzer, uh, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, also with the Nats, and then uh, rounding out uh, Walker Bueller. That those would be where I would start selecting pitchers. Is that uh, closer to that back end of the second round, uh, going into the third? Uh, that's where uh, you should be uh, drafting pitchers. I'm just not going to be drafting Garrett Cole this year. Uh, you know, I just think it's too high to take a, a premium pitcher. So I'm going to miss out on a lot of the top uh, pitchers this year because I know folks are going to start gr- trying to grab them early like they normally do. But this year, even more with the condensed season, it doesn't make sense to grab it because you're not going to get the volume of work that you get with the premium starters. They're going to have some bad days in the office, and it only gets more magnified. The The quality of a true starting pitcher gets uh, – you usually start seeing that over a – 20 to 25 start period because they can put up more quality starts than any other class of pitcher with the condensed schedule. Uh, you're only going to get maybe 12, maybe 14 starts. If you're really pushing it and, and shorten the rotation, which teams don't really seem all that keen on doing because of the limited rest. Uh, I, I just think it, it hampers the value that you're going to get out of the elite starter. So uh, that's where I have it. You'll notice the uh, uh, noticeable, uh, noticeable names that I did not mention uh, uh, along the lines of uh, uh, Mr. Bryce Harper or uh, Ozzy Albies. Well, maybe I didn't mention Harper in passing, but you know, cer- certain guys I'm I'm not necessarily going to go crazy over. Uh, there are a lot of good hitters uh, that are going to get bumped up because of the reduced season uh, and just favorable ballpark mechanics, but. Uh, a lot of these stats are going to be razor thin. Uh, so I, I just rattled off about the 25 or 30 names. I, I kind of lost track uh, of the numbers. Uh, but that's where I would put the reduced numbers. Like, again, I've slotted Mike Trout way down because any extended time that you're missing, y- you can't be ranked in the top 10. I'm sorry. It's like maybe some... Uh, folks still want to say that a Harper missing time isn't going to be that big of a deal. I think it is. If he, you know, he said he's dead set going to be attending the birth of his first child. Uh, you know, if he's missing that week uh, for the child and then the extended time of waiting to get back in because he has to get tested 
and then uh, pass all the protocols to get uh, back into uh, uh, clearance with the league, that's just going to be a big fly in the ointment, and there's no getting around it. So uh, that's where we stand with baseball as it stands. Uh, Oh, and one thing I should mention, uh, be careful about drafting Blue Jays players this year because the decision is going to come from Canada at some point today. And I'm pretty sure Canada is not going to allow the Blue Jays to play games in Toronto this year. Namely because they're not going to want MLB teams traveling across the border repeatedly uh, and potentially exposing Canadians to uh, coronavirus. Uh, You know, uh, MLB can tout how many negative tests that they have, but I don't see the Canadian government even rolling the dice and taking the chance that a, a professional team got uh, their players sick. The NHL is doing it differently. NHL is testing all their players and then shipping them over to Canada, and everyone's staying in the bubble. Staying in the bubble. The way MLB is doing it with ship, uh, just uh, bringing in guys back and forth across the border, I cannot see the Canadian government signing off on that. So, uh, uh, folks, you better be- get used to seeing uh, the Buffalo Blue Jays uh, may, maybe they, they play out in some minor league park uh, uh, closer to the border. I have no idea how it's going to work out with the Blue Jays, but I, I, I'm if I could bet money on it, I easily put a good, uh, a good hundred on uh, the Blue Jays not playing in Toronto this year because I can't see Canada signing off on it. Canada has been far more restrictive and uh, being more cautious with handling the virus, which is why their caseloads are so much less than the U.S. right now, which is why the NHL had to go up to Canada to uh, implement their bubble strategy because they couldn't find any suitable sites in the stateside that they felt comfortable with because unlike uh, the NBA, they didn't have the luxury of teaming up with Disney to house uh, an entire uh, uh, workforce and uh, uh, NBA teams and employees. So, uh, you know. We'll see how it goes, but uh, expect the Blue Jays to be anywhere but Canada in this uh, abbreviated season. So uh, that, it does it for me right now. I'm going to bring my dad on uh, shortly, so we're going to catch up on a couple of topics, and we'll go from there. Uh, stay tuned, folks, after this quick break. All right, Kelly, so the the backdrop behind all this is that fresh off the heels of the stupidity that was Deshaun Jackson uh, talking about uh, the uh, the quotes about the Rothschilds and the conspiracies, uh, you know, why you got to educate yourself uh, about everything that's going on and Stephen Jackson agreeing with him. We, we, we already talked about that nonsense and just how ignorant it can be. Then folks started going on about finding other uh areas of uh, things that folks have been talking about. And so someone started posting up a podcast that Nick Cannon did uh, not too long ago. Uh, And it it, it was basically he was with uh, Professor Griff. I don't think you uh, do you remember uh, Professor Griff when he was with Public Enemy? He was like a rapper back in the late 80s with Public Enemy. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be lying if I tell you I actually remember. I I'm not a big follower of these these rap groups yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. so 
but 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 he but here's the re- here's the reason why it, it, it was a, it, it's just you know it, it's not a surprise that he got himself into trouble with the subject because you know you fl- you uh you uh follow uh you 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 end up following uh the ignorance of the people that you associate yourself with so professor griff got kicked out of public enemy in the first place like over 20 well, actually 30 years ago uh uh because of anti-semitism uh basically like uh because Gr- griff griff got kicked out like pre-90s like this is how long ago griff has been out of public enemy like but the the reason the rationale for it was uh it it was because uh, uh griff was the one who said that uh jews were responsible for the majority of the wickedness that goes on in the world and so you know it it just was what one of those things where it's like cuz he was big on Farrakhan and again where where have we kind of seen this before with uh uh, the folks that still say, "Well, Farrakhan's still preaching Nation Islam and the black uh, black uh, uh, self worth and empowerment," uh, but they ignore all the anti semitism that gets uh, brought up with Farrakhan. It, it's just you know, the Jews are part of the people that are trying to oppress us along with white people. <laughs> so, the, the, so, it, it, so with the context of that. Nick Cannon goes on this rant uh, that goes on for several minutes, but the issue was that you know he he was uh, positioning this as the reason why they're so fearful of black people in general, and and they being multiple groups. Uh, but the reason why they're so fearful of black people is because they lack melanin, <laughs> and so because of the pigmentation. They they're so fearful of us that they lack it, so that's why they feel the need to oppress us, and because we are superior to them. And so he goes on this rant about be, uh, of black people being superior as his rationale as to why black people get oppressed uh, uh, throughout the course of history. So naturally, when you talk about black people being superior. You you have other folks say, well, well, wait a second. How is this not uh, like? Isn't this a double standard of it as uh, su- uh, claiming supremacy over other races? Which it is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. So then the the blowback came because Viacom cut ties to uh, 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 cut uh, cut ties to Nick Cannon. Uh, so uh, Nick Cannon has since apologized uh, for his comments uh, uh, to the Jewish community, but you know Nick Cannon was uh, uh, essentially fired from all of his Viacom properties. So he had that his idiotic Wild and Out show still going on for 15 years. Don't ask me how that show lasted as long as it did, but it, it was still going on. So th- that show got pulled. Uh, you know. It's, all, all of his shows are idiotic. I know, but the 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 blowback came 
in that folks were uh uh what, what like uh, people were uh uh people were uh, basically saying you know the, the, uh, they were quicker to cancel uh Nick Cannon's show and pull him off of his job than they were willing to uh charge the police officers this that and the other and it's just like you're again both sidesing the issue when you essentially are trying to claim for equality while at the same time complaining when someone else go like essentially preaches uh, superiority and racial superiority of, over other people. I, look, let me tell you something. Anytime you on radio or television and you do stuff like that, they're gonna go. It's gonna go faster because there is no due process. The, the sponsors just pull you. It's the same thing that happened to Roseanne. I didn't hear them complain about that. It's gonna happen because they don't have to carry it to court or anything. They can get pulled. That's why it happened so fast. With the police officers, you gotta check to see if you have evidence and how this is gonna line up or whatever because you have to make a case. You can't put the two together. It's two different things. Yeah, but, you know, but, like, people questioning why is it considered anti-Semitic? When you say that black people are the true Hebrews and that Jews have usurped the identity, like, what do you mean that's not anti-Semitic? <laughs> it's, again, it's the claiming of racial superiority that's at issue here. You can't claim for equality, but at the same time, assert that you're superior at the same time. Well, look, let me tell you something, okay? I run into this thing all the time uh, with, um, with, 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 you know, the being the real Jews, that we're the real Jews, we're the first ones, and, you know, and, you know me and religion. I am really not but one of the curious things I was asking a guy the other day, I said, so if we were the real Jews and who was the Jews that got enslaved in Egypt? Because Egypt was run by black folks. You know, all those pharaohs, even though in the movies they make them white, they're not what they want. <laughs> you know, and trust me, they weren't aliens either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, so you're saying that black folks can slave black folks, uh, you know? So because all those pyramids and it was built with slave labor, you know, which is like, I think I keep telling people, um, when they brought us to America, it wasn't the first time we were slaves. Trust me, that shit was natural to them. That's how it was. It's so easy for 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 white people to sail halfway around the world and be able to catch so many people and bring them here. There was, oh, oh shit, oh, you want some too? Oh, yeah, yeah, look. <laughs> you know, nobody just want to look at that. And I, tell, I keep telling people, it's not just the white guys that did it, you know? So it's, it's, I, this, I don't like to get into that 
first Jews and who is superior and right. who is superior, you know, because you gotta, you gotta be careful. You walk in the quicksand. Listen, you the, know, to go into this, and again, yeah, I don't want to go down this path because it, it, you know, the twelve, like the, because again. We know many people within the like of other people that that have talked up twelve tribes and like and and, and and you gotta know your history and the roots. And again, this is just again one more way where folks just find ways of finding ways of causing more division than anything else. The danger with all of that being in place is the fact that okay, we're still looking back to the past. And still refusing to address that. Okay, we're now in 2020. Why are we still looking back and still being as uh, as uh, as finding ways of uh, uh, distancing ourselves? Because you know, at the end of the day, it's only going to cause more strife and more misery. It, it just does. It doesn't. It doesn't even help. It's not a productive conversation. Period. Dwayne, let me tell you something. Here, how I, I just figured this thing out. It's good to know your history. It's good. It's good to know your history. You understand? But, because they always say, if you don't know where you're coming from, you, you can't know where you're going. That is be a good talk sometimes. But, I'm telling you, you better be ready to live in this life and address things for this life, okay? And if people who feel that you could correct something just because you know this, not then, you know, you know what happened then, so I can just go and correct it. This one's supposed to be so... I, no, no, it's gone. It's like, you know what I come like? People who are always talking about time travel, you know, if you could go back in the past, how do you know there's a past there? All those things of theory, theory, you know, it's like most people believe once today is gone, it's wiped out. There's nothing. You can't go back to tomorrow. But some people feel that you could do it. If you have a machine, time is relative, you can go back and change it. You drive your fucking self crazy. I'm telling you. You would drive yourself crazy. You know? That's why guys always get into trouble with these things. You know, look, even, even among Jewish people, okay, during the war, well, you think you think it didn't have some Jewish people who survived because they sold out a couple of the others? They don't talk about that, but they know that happened. They know that happened. You know, why do you think some of them came out of the war and they, 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 they were still rich and they had little money in the Swiss bank and, that they could go for and come to America and, and stuff? Some of them sold out each other. Yeah. It happened with everybody. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. So I, I tend not to, to, to get into those things because... To me, it's like quicksand. Once you get in there, it's tough to get out. 
So I, I just, I don't bother with it. Yeah, and you know? and and again, the 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 problem with all of this is that it's used more as a bully pulpit to bully people into just saying this is the way you have to accept it instead of you know again contextualizing what exactly was going on at the time because again you know again when we talk about uh the appropriation uh of uh, the appropriateness of history this actually came up uh, last night man, because i had conversations with uh folks last night because uh some folks were saying you know why on earth would you have uh pbs publicly uh promoting the fact that they're doing porgy and bess uh uh the opera on the uh, on the network when the the actual story of porgy and bess is so offensive that like who is legitimately entertained by this whereas on the counter side you have folks saying you know but the music and the jazz and the fact that it was one of the few outlets for to have an all black production, it never would have gotten made otherwise in the context. That's why it's, it's uh, the production is still important. Even to this day, it's one of those where it's just like, honestly, I look at it as a, you know what there, the, you can make an argument on both sides, but trying to say, you're going to have a moral superiority argument one way or the other is not it, it's it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive because the, the the thing of it is is that there's always a rationale behind why certain things were done. Now, in terms of when folks talk about those Confederate statues, again, part of that was they they knew the South had lost. They were trying to uh, part part of it was uh, you know. The South was never going to allow some of these uh, other statues to be built in place of uh, uh, of the traders who actually lost. So they built the statues and then said, "We're celebrating our own history." It's a racist history, but it's 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 the history they they choose to celebrate. So well, technically, with the tearing down of the statues, okay, we're 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 trying to erase the past, but does it make sense? Otherwise, to just move it into a museum where you say, even after the Civil War ended, the true the true impact of it was the fact that we kind of ignored the over the undertones that led to the war in the first place for uh, the better part of two hundred years. Look, look, let me tell you something, okay? And I've said this for the longest while. The reason those statues were built. Is because they allowed that to be built. Is because the Civil War, yeah, the slaves got, you know, we, they always say they fought the Civil War because of the slave. It wasn't because of fucking slavery. White people is never going to kill white people because they won't stop owning black people. No, it was the taxes. It was business. It was the taxes. That yeah, was. It was business. You understand? Now, did we get a piece of the action? Yeah, we did. We got freedom. But you know what? We got freedom with nothing else. For some people, after the Civil War and stuff, after the slaves got freedom, it was worse because nobody protected us. White people could still kill our asses. 
and get away with it. You understand? And we didn't have any owners to protect us. So for, like I said, for some, it was even worse. You understand? At least it belonged to somebody. And he could, you know, they, could, they couldn't just get but. And I'm talking about up north now. Oh, he, he, okay? well, 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 that's the thing. It, half the... Have the, and this is and this is the problem with the way history gets taught because history gets taught as though Jim Crow only impacted the South and it's just like it's only the South. And it's like if you're up north, it, 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 everything was you know not not great, but not nearly. As, there there were places in the North you couldn't be in the either. It, 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 it's not. It, it, it's the frustrating part about. Everything that's going on is that people are now saying, "Oh, the history, the history books were wrong," like as if it was an sh- incredible shock to them. If you didn't realize your history, uh, history uh, uh, teachings were outdated, it's truly the failure of the the education system because the fact that most people actually have to take electives in college to learn about how screwed up history is taught in this country is an indictment on so many levels that it it is truly frustrating. Yeah, that, that people think that if if you um let's say like if you was in New York you think you could just walk in any hotel you want? No. It wasn't like that. You still couldn't do it. You know? There's a reason why yeah. Harlem was Harlem. Because that's where yeah. you had to stay. <laughs> yes. You couldn't you couldn't go downtown and, and stuff like that. So, you know, when they talk about, uh, about stuff, when Duke Ellington and them, was playing in those places in Harlem. Who the fuck didn't go to those places? And we still come go through the front door, even in Harlem. And those big clubs on there. Because the white people owned it. And they would come up town and go and listen to the jazz and then cause they liked it. And we would play for them, but we that's why they always say the best of those music is after they finish playing in those clubs and they go to the other clubs and have that jam session that you really hear the real music and they would play, you know, and they would dance and stuff. But that's when they, they really could let down. But other than that, they were performing all the time and they still couldn't go in the front door of those places or, or go to sit at those clubs. It was only white people, even though it was Harlem. They would drive up down and the limousines park in front and go inside and and the shows will be going on and we'll be all white. You know, except for the, the, the servants and the bands and stuff. So I'll make it look like if uh, once you got up north you could you could do anything. No, you couldn't. You couldn't do shit. You know. So it, 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 when when I hear these things about the, the, the statues. The reason this, they let them build those statues 
as they say, sorry for having to do you that, but you know, we had to put you in your place. That's what that's what happened. So they, they, they allowed them to build those statues. Because they were seen high and everything else except the money. And that caused the war. <laughs> it's just it's simple. Yeah, I, I, but they threw slavery in there. And like I said, we got a piece of the action. We actually got let out. But we were still enslaved. You know, we were still enslaved. Yeah. It's, 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 that, that's, that's what they said with, with, um, with, with, with people like Roosevelt and, and, and them, like with Jesse Owens, when they said, when they said how come he, he supported uh, the Republican? And he said, because while people complain that Hitler never shake my hand, Roosevelt didn't do it either. And the other guy did. You know, so he supported him. There's always a reason for shit. You know, but they, they make a big thing that, you know, Hitler walked out the station and refused to shake Jesse in his hand. And like he was getting friendly things back home here. You know? You kidding me? He did all of that shit. And, and, and they tried to... to they gave him the, the, the medal and stuff, and he had to come to the back door to get it. You know? Wait, you think it was easy? Is that because you're up north, you, 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 you was great? Yeah. So, that, so that's, that's where some of this gets. Thing, you know? Because it took him, it's like, okay, it's like the Redskins. Oh, you know, I, I agree with Wilbur. I'm not giving Daniel Snyder any credit for changing the name because he didn't want to. Listen. He, he and then because the sponsors The sponsors forced Daniel Snyder's hand. Daniel Snyder's. Yes. And uh, Daniel Snyder and his minority owners, the minority owners who are now looking to sell the team, they were all in favor of keeping that racist name that I... I've stopped saying that name for, and I've been pretty good about it. I haven't said that name in about eight. I I think over the last eight to ten years, I maybe have only slipped and said it about five times at most. Like like I don't mention the I don't mention the team name. I just call him Washington. The reason why, it, again, if you just put it out of context. The only thing I reason why I hear the name is because of commentators still bring it up. Most commentators at this day and age usually just say Washington. Most of them, if you've listened to enough broadcasts, like some don't care and they'll just say the name. But most commentators just kind of find a way to, of just saying Washington, and you don't notice it because most people realize how idiotic the name truly is. It. it, it there's no functional reason why that name should be allowed to persist. The only reason why is because the NFL, because it's a league owned by billionaires, they don't like telling other billionaires what to do. But the owners know it's always been a dumb position that Snyder took. It's just that they put up with it because for money. 
It's just the money. On, as soon as the sponsors on in force with FedEx and the other sponsors pulling out, that's when Washington was forced to actually have to come to terms with the fact that they got to change the name above all else. That's why. That's why. And, 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 and not to cut you off, but the reason why I'm so happy that the patent trolls came out to enforce, to take up all the names, potential new names that the Snyder would have to choose from. Because I want Snyder to have to pay through the nose every single bit to change that name. Because it's his own fault for doing so. They, they should have been uh, addressing that for years. And because they waited until the last minute, until this mo- uh, the movement came and finally caught them up in the mix, now they're going to have to pay even more money to get themselves out of this mess. Yeah, it's, it, it's, um, the, the, the Indians is the, the other one. Cleveland is the other one that's soon going to, I, I, I would assume that they would be smart and, you know, do it quicker before they, they turn the spotlight on them. But I don't know, you know? But it, if I was them, I would try and do it before the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Because you know that's coming. You know that one's coming. You know. And Atlanta, they all, it's going to come. Because those names should have been changed a long time ago. You know. But like you said, billionaires don't want to tell billionaires what to do. Unless it's costing them money. You know. When, when, whenever it starts costing money, where sponsors are leaving or whatever, then all of a sudden, it's a problem. That's why they made my shot. They got rid of my shot. And, and Donald Sterling. And all the others that, that stuff like this happened. You know. That's the problem with, with them. If it starts costing them money, they they get rid of the problem. Yeah. So I don't know. But but because um, who it was? Who does this? It Wilbon. Wilbon said he had a conversation with Dan Snyder a couple of years ago. It was the last year, year before. He said, and Dan Snyder told him. Write it down in a history book. This name is never going to change. And if you know Snyder, the way he is, when he says that, he means that. You understand? So the fact that that name changed, it ain't because Snyder had a change of heart. The other owners probably tell him, well, you want me to do it like fucking Richardson? We'll sell it. We'll, we'll make you sell that team. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's what happened. You either do it or you're out. And you better do it quick. Yeah. Because that's the quickest change of mind I ever heard. And now he got this other shit, yeah, which is, is going gonna, is gonna to cost him something too. Yeah, because with those 50, 15 women, uh, please. Well, here, but here's the thing, Callie. You know, the sad part about this is 
everyone knows that Snyder had a deep spread of uh, of uh, sexual harassment going on. Because let's not forget the whole cheerleader saga, where they literally had the uh, the uh, the uh, the Washington uh, cheerleaders being used as potentially escorts for their high donor clients on overseas trips. And if you didn't go along to entertain the donors on these overseas trips, you were fired. You know, again, people knew about this years ago. This came out years ago with the cheerleaders. So this pervasive culture of sexual harassment, it's been known. It's just that now it's become such an eyesore because with uh, this was pre Me Too when that story came out. If it came out w- during the height of Me Too, the NFL wouldn't have been able to whitewash it as much as they did. Now with everything going on, now Snyder's a problem. Snyder basically has to clean up everything, and I mean everything. Not to get yeah. booted out of the NFL because now the NFL is looking at him as like you're technically a liability for us right now. You you've got you you you've been you've been on the negative side, but now you're really on a negative side where we might actually have to force you out the way we did Jerry Richardson because the way Jerry yeah. Richardson Jerry Richardson didn't really want to uh, leave, but he the, the NFL knew that they had potential buyers lined up. And Jerry they, Richardson they, w- they, they threw him out. Yeah. He didn't leave. They threw him out. But 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 the, the, the difference was that there were billion dollar investors looking to buy at that time. Tep- Tepper and others were there. So at the time, you know, it was an easier sell to Richardson saying, Listen, we need you gone, Jerry, but here's a bu- here's a pile of money. Right now, they can't buy out uh, Daniel Snyder because Daniel Snyder's already a billionaire. He's one of the richest owners. So money's not the issue with Snyder. Uh, it, it was more, you can influence Richardson with more with money. The problem with Snyder is he truly believes he belongs in the NFL. So forcing him out is not going to be easy. But the NFL can do it, and they will do it unless he unless he gets this right. If he botches any aspect of this, and or if anything else comes out, they're gonna they're gonna give him the Donald Sterling treatment. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. The, the 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 other one that got away because at the time the the like I said the Me Too movement and these things, but because you know they always said that 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 thing with Isaiah Thomas, it was really. Um, that's why, that's why you see Isaiah keeps turning up in everything like a bad penny. Oh yeah. No, at this point, if people actually believe that Isaiah Thomas was the one guilty of the sexual harassment, I don't know what to tell you because there's no, no. way Isaiah Thomas would be allowed to work in an NBA capacity on TV and everywhere else. If he was truly no. guilty of all yeah. those things, So he took the fall. For James he Dolan, took the ball for 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 Dolan. That that that's. But what happened was the reason they got to sell that is that Isaiah is such a unliked person in the NBA that it was easy 
to Jamaica with a fall guy. You understand? Yes. He couldn't get Alan Houston. He couldn't get Alan Houston to do that. Oh, no it, 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 that there's, a, there's, a, there's, no, there's no way Alan Houston, uh, there's zero chance Alan Houston was, was taking a fall for that. Zero. No, but even if he wanted to, even if he wanted to, uh, they were going to be, people were going to be like, you know, I don't know if, you know, when that talk came out, because some of that talk came out that um, uh, Isaiah was taking the fall. But Isaiah is such a polarizing guy. He's, you know, so many people don't like him and wish this would happen to him. You know, you know that they sold it. They sold it. And he's good at taking the fall. He's, he's, he's good at being, I don't care, you know. So it, it, it was fine. So, so that, that's why they got away with that shit. But, hey, please. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's like they, they, they just, you know. Yeah. So they, they, they just, they got away with that one. But let's hope it doesn't, that, ne- that never gets opened up again. You know, because they they figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what. Yeah. Anyway, I got to get. I, I, where, yeah. What time is that game? Oh, so the Arsenal loss to Man City begins at 245. How are you doing? You know, I, I don't like, I don't like. I don't like how you be saying these things about my team. I don't like how you're saying this thing. Listen, if, if Arsenal I mean, if Arsenal pulled off victories over Liverpool and Man City in the same week, I would I would swear I would swear that somehow uh, Arsenal has somehow uh, uh, so, someone at Arsenal sold their soul to the devil. Because you're telling wait, me wait, Arsenal wait, wait, wait. beating Liverpool and Man City in the same week. I, 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 again, I, I'm thinking so, someone has uh, has made a deal that they probably shouldn't have. Tell me something. Did you see the, the game with Liverpool? That was one of the most dysfunctional games you will ever you see a Jurgen Klopp team ever have. <laughs> like, wait, I, 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 watched, I watched that game and I'm saying to myself, is, is Jurgen Klopp still on the sideline? Because I, I would have sworn Jurgen Klopp just like left and decided to have like so, so, some random Liverpool fan coach the team because of how dysfunctional they looked. Well, one of the problems I have is this: after the first goal, after the blunder with the first goal, okay? Because I have no idea. Look, you know I talk about this. I never understand. I played soccer for years, and you never play around with the ball in the defense. If if you're going to pass the ball, but pass it back immediately. And like I always say, if you got two forwards on either side of you, why are you passing the ball back to the goalkeeper when the only thing he's going to be able to do is kick it down the field anyway? And if you saw what almost happened to Arsenal, but when they passed that ball, they, he played, 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 and then at the last minute, 
put it back to the goalkeeper when he kicked it. It hit the Liverpool player, and it almost it it, it cannoned off the, the 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 upright. It almost went in. It's the dumbest set of plays that you can ever see. And he did that, and Lacazette ended up getting the ball and scoring. Right? Okay. So you tell yourself, uh, okay, so you learn your lesson. That, hey, that shit ain't gonna happen again. Oh yeah. What happens is he passes the ball back to the goal. Oh my God. And then the goalkeeper say, hit it out. He just decides to make a nice pass. <laughs> it's the two dumbest goals. It's the two dumbest goals. You know? And 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 the the, the thing with 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 with, uh, with Arsenal too, the the coach. He he took off. He made the three substitutions, and he took off the two guys that was playing the best in the in, in the four line. He took off Lacazette and um, Peters, and like like he didn't bring anybody on. You know. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. It's something else. I, 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 so, if if they're depending on that today, I don't know. Yeah. But it's going to allow me to drink a few beers and sit down and watch a game, and, you know, and get heckled because where we go, most of the, the guy who owns the bar is a man new fan, you know. Hey, so, you know. hey, well, they, well, they got their own problems because the. the, the, the you know, as mu- as much as Man U's been playing well, I would not put it past Chelsea to to, to take them out today. So they they got the they got the early matchup. So like that's the one everyone's looking for. Everyone expects Arsenal to lose, but that early matchup with uh, Man U and Chelsea uh, 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 c- coming up in the next uh, a little over an hour. That's the matchup everyone's looking to uh, to watch. No, it's not game tomorrow. Oh wait! Uh, oh, you, you know what? You're right. You're no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I I oh, I, screw, yeah. I screwed I screwed I screwed it up. I I I, I yeah, had to screw one, that one up. Uh, yeah, you, yeah you're one, right. One it, Saturday, it, it, one Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, the only thing is, the only thing, the only thing that that could be a lifeline for you is where the FA Cup is concerned. Man, you and Arsenal. Keep defying odds and and getting to these finals and either winning it or uh, thing, because between the both of them, I I think Arsenal is one up on them. But they between the both of them, they win the most. They they win the most FA Cups between them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Arsenal still has the most FA Cups. Don't ask me why. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the one thing you have to hold on. To. They have time, time again going into. Arteta and Pep go way back. Right. So 
he's he's kind of brought in the Arsenal um, hierarchy to, in the transfer window to get him some some much better players, you know. Because right now they're not too bad. Listen, it's the the the, the, sto- forward, the story's been clear. The story's been clear about Arsenal for the last eight years. Need a natural holding midfielder and two center backs. It's the most simple fix. It's not easy to do the fix, but it's the most simple to address a holding midfield and two center backs. You don't even have to get the the best, the best of any of those positions. Just actually, if you get above average players in each of those positions, Arsenal will be dramatically better because they're so woefully inept at those positions that it forces Arsenal to do random things to try to overcompensate, and it makes the problem worse. So, so what are you saying? That so you're saying that um, David Luiz can't play? <laughs> God, fucking guy. Yeah, like the the fact the fact that we had to give him a contract extension because. We're so in bed with his agent is one of the most embarrassing things ever. You know, I have a feeling the guy who's looking at these contracts for Arsenal is the same guy that's giving these contracts for the Rams because the Rams have the most overpaid players that you could think about because the fact that the, 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 the quarterback, you know, and I don't know, you know, because now I want to see how they're gonna pay because they gotta pay, they gotta pay that 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 quarterback now, you know. So I don't know where they're getting the money from, especially with this the, the way the season is now, you know. So I, it's gotta be the same guy. So while he's there, they're saying that. They hope they get the players. I don't see it. I, I really don't see it. Yeah. Unless he borrows money from his wife. Yeah. So I don't know. See what? Yeah. All right, so we'll yeah. talk later. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll react. Oh, and, and, yeah. and just to show you how idiotic people complaining about Madden are, I want you to know that despite the fact that Rob Gronkowski did not play a single down of football last year and is a shell of himself, his Madden rating is still 95. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> just to cause, cause controversy, uh, like they, they made his video game rating, uh, rating 95. I, you know, I like Gronk too, but it's like, it, 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 I'm not falling for the trap when people try to get me upset about Madden ratings. It's the dumbest thing imaginable. Oh, please. All right. So we talk. All right. You take, take it easy, okay. Kelly. All right. Okay. All right. All right, folks. That's going to do it for the show today. Uh, thanks to my dad for uh, hopping on. But uh, a lot going on in sports uh, as we get closer to the reopening of uh, baseball and the NBA the following week, but a lot 
more to go over in detail. And, you know, again, I don't know how any of this is going to play out. But what I do know is that, uh, again, I'll keep saying it. And, you know, folks, you you may get tired of me saying it. But, you know, uh, at least try to uh, spread the word as much as possible about wearing masks. Because we're not going to get back to the normal sense of uh, uh, how to attend live events and sporting events until we get these numbers down. It, it just, it, there, there's just no getting around it. I, I, I'm going stir crazy because it's been months since I've seen a live sporting event and there's just no path forward getting there without the numbers coming down across the country. And to do that, we got to wash, uh, wash hands, wear the mask, socially distance. And 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 try to at least get the numbers down so that uh, again, when you get the contag- uh, contagious areas under wraps, then you could start trying to do more limited engagements. But like with it, with everything being as crazy as it is right now, and no one knows where the virus is because you can't get testing done, uh, you know we're we're just kind of going off the rails. So again, I know it's an annoying PSA, but please let's try to w- work on this because. Uh, it's the only way to get it done is by working together. So again, enough of my spiel for now. Uh, uh, keep staying tuned uh, because uh, we got more sports on the way and hopefully we'll, we'll get back to live action uh, uh, eventually, but uh, be well. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care now. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings. There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.